Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, party goers, welcome back to another amazing episode of Zero Dark Nerdy, the world's most notorious pop culture podcast. This is your boy, Brian, a.k.a. El Nino. And before we get into our very special episode today, I want to give some big shout outs out there to our amazing sponsors. First and foremost, Red Cinemas here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Be sure to check out their website, redcinemas, all one word, dot com for all your latest movie showings. And of course, betonline.ag and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season futures. And don't forget that the Major League Baseball season is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports waging needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome this incredible specimen onto the show. You may know him as Juice from Sons of Anarchy, Shades from Luke Cage, and promoting his new movie, Escape the Field, big ups to the one, the only, Theo Rossi. Uh, Theo, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, the new movie coming out, Escape the Field, coming out on May 6th, so just about a week away. Um, you know, first and foremost, what was it that attracted you to the script, and in particular, the role of Tyler? Yeah, uh, Escape the Field's a unique one for me. There was a lot of connective tissue. Um, the director's a really good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, you know, we had done this crazy movie in uh, Bulgaria many years ago called Ghosts of War, which was just a wild experience. They should do like a, a Heart of Darkness on that movie. Um, and then, uh, and we'd been really close since. And then the pandemic hit, like everybody on the planet. And I wasn't sure what was ever going to happen with Hollywood again, to be completely right. honest. And I was sitting here in Texas and I was like, um, what are we going to do? You know, are we ever going back to work? How are we going to do this? You know, how do we do this with being concerned with other people and all this? And then Emerson had called me and he was like, Hey, we're going to do this movie in Hamilton, Ontario, just in a cornfield. It was only a couple of months into kind of the, the world changing event that we had. And it was almost like we were going to go on this journey together, like, see if we can do this. Can we do this? Like, is this going to work in just one location, doing zones, testing five days a week? So it was as much, it was almost like a movie within a movie. And um, and it was the first thing back. I think we were one of the first films back in the world. And uh, so that was one of the major intrigues for me. And then also I'd never shot a film in just one location, right? Wow. And I'm just a giant, I'm like an 80s, crazy person. So yeah. I like love film, you know, I always think of children in a corn and stuff like, you know, and stuff like that. But I love like, so anytime you say the word corn, even if it's corn on the cob, I'm like children in corn. And so, it's, <laughs> so I just like the aspects of it. And then my wife took me to my first escape room 
before this. So I learned kind of what that meant. So there was a lot of aspects, but mainly it was friends. Shane's a friend of mine. And it was, um, let's get this going and let's see what we can do. And then again, when you're in one location, it's all about the acting, which is, you know, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, I, I checked it out this weekend. It's uh, it, it's it's got some chill bumps in there. I will definitely say that for sure. You know, you're trying to figure out what's going on. The performances I thought were great. And I, too, am in, 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 always intrigued on that. I don't want to say one shot, but that one location where it is yeah. going to be the acting that really takes over. Very similar to um, like the Hateful Eight with Tarantino, where yep. it takes place, you know, yep. in primarily that building. And, um, you know, so with that being said, obviously, the main location is out in this field. What was it like, you know, being able to record? Like, were, was the weather cooperating with you guys? Like, how was no, that? Like? No, nothing was cooperating. I mean, oh, wow. one, we had about we had about four dollars to do the movie. So it's like, you know, every day you're changing something where it's like, oh, we're not doing that scene. We can't do that scene, even <laughs> though we're on one location. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're battling against budget. And then you're battling against kind of like the elements. It was, you know, it was freezing. It was, even though we were on this giant cornfield, there was a lot of stuff that we just physically couldn't do because of, um, well, we're never going to get the CGI for this. And we're never going to get that. And we're never going to be able to record that. So you're making concessions. And to be honest, it's, I love doing films like that because ultimately the game you're playing is like, you're going to hit or miss. Yeah. You're, 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 you're going to, it's going to work or it's not, or it's going to work for a good amount of the film. And then it's not. And that's okay because I think that's more important. Now I've been on, you know, films that have endless money and endless time. And to be honest, sometimes that's a cause for more mistakes and things going really wrong. Right. Which we've seen a few films that are out right now that you're like, really, you made that movie for this much money and you got everything wrong. So it's like, you know, there's, there's positives and negatives. So. I thought that it was just really interesting because we had to figure it out. And Emerson is such an efficient director. He storyboards every single thing. Okay. It's kind of like, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then because of the situation, we were able to have all these weeks of rehearsal because we were in quarantine in the hotel. Right. So again, it was like, we got to really get to know each other even more than we did. And we got to kind of figure things out before we went out there. So um, yeah, it was a lot of it's again, it's just like a lot of things that I do. It was just sometimes luck and timing is more important than any other aspect you're trying to get. Gotcha. Gotcha. So as far as the inspiration from Tyler, you know, one of my favorite characters, not just because it's you, but you no, know, it's very cool. I mean, you're, you're awesome. I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm geeking out over here. <laughs> um, but, you know, very cool, level headed, you know, is pretty much the voice of reason compared to the other characters on there. As far as inspiration for that, is that just kind of how you are in general? Was was Emerson, you know, did he play a part as far as, all right, here's the inspiration for the character? Like, tell me a little bit how you got that yeah. inspiration for Tyler. Yeah, you know, one, I, I mean, for most of my career, I've played bad guys, yeah. right? Like ba bad villainous people with hearts yeah. where it's like, it's kind of a bad guy, but I kind of still like him, right? Yeah. That's kind of what I've played. With Tyler, I kind of wanted to reverse it where he's a good guy. But I don't want you to know that right, right. away. You know what I mean? And right. and and that was like, how can I switch this mm -hmm. where me being just me in general, you're going to be unsure of yeah. as when you see me, if you know anything that I've done before. Yeah. And I love that ambiguity in my characters. So with Tyler, what I loved is like as we learn more about him, 
we learn that he's just like this father and he's this and he's that, and he's like this good guy. So would I say it's me? I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I make this bold statement that says like, I don't exist. Meaning like I exist within the characters I'm playing or what I'm doing. Like when I'm with my kids, I'm a father. And when I'm with my wife, I'm a husband. And when, you know, my dog's right here, you know, I'm whatever she needs me to be. So it's like, I, I don't know what I am. I'm, all of these things. So with Tyler, it was just one of those moments where it's like, I got to, to really maybe do something that I've been doing a little more of, which is like maybe leaning more towards the goodness and not this, you know, psychopathic killers. that I play a lot of. <laughs> Gotcha. And I, and I know you just mentioned that Shane West is one of your good friends. Uh, you know, yeah. how far do you, how far do you guys go back? So we did, forever uh when did we do our first movie together uh we did this crazy movie i can't even remember that oh i do remember the name it was called Stonehouse, and they changed it to red sands okay it was way back in the day and uh and then we used to live near each other when i used to live in la and uh you know it was him and like aaron paul and like all these people and we all just used to you know it was different world, different times, early, early two thousands. And yeah. um, so we'd always stayed in touch. We'd always been friends, same agent, same, everything, um, same public, same, everything, just yeah. same world. Yeah. And uh, when this came up, it was exciting because, you know, I love him and he's just a good dude and uh, he's solid and he's a, a kick-ass actor. And uh, you know, I usually run like a, like a feral cat from everything to do with Hollywood. But um, there are certain people that I, that I definitely talk to. He's one of them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, just to, you know, sidetrack just a little bit. Uh, sure. I got to say your performance as Gene in true story, outstanding. I mean, it, it was, it was amazing. Now, you know, I, there's no way to really get around it. I mean, you played that character to a T you, do you have just any kind of crazy stories as far as, you know, maybe a, a obsessed fans that may have gone a little bit too far, obviously not naming names out there, but yeah. where was your inspiration drawn from Gene? Because I mean, I think you just touched on the heart of a lot of people and it's not that it was a crazy, crazy fan, but definitely a little bit over the top compared to the norm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. See, here's the thing. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad quality. The mm. problem is, is that, what I've seen in my own life is that when you love something so much, yeah. your excitement almost overwhelms reason. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when we were doing sons is a great example. Like sons was such a, an enormous thing and it meant so much to people that there's a, a thing that you might create in your head that might not necessarily be true. So then when you're in a position like Gene was with kid, all reason goes out the window. Right. It's just the story has been already created, lived out, told. It's not, I don't necessarily think it's a bad quality. It's just the way it is. It's what our, uh, our, our way of entertainment facilitates, right? Yeah. We, we, believe certain things or certain things mean so much to us. Like, you know, me introducing my kids to the Goonies, the Goonies means so much to me as yeah. a film. It's bigger than the film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and same with Sandlot. But when I met the guys from the Sandlot, I'm like, Oh, cool. What's up? And we're, we're all just hanging out and, and, and you get past the moment quick, but there are people that sure. can't get past the moment quick. Right. Where it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is bigger than this. And, 
with Gene, I think it was just, I was able to amplify a lot of the things that I've seen, you know, and, uh, and again, I don't, I don't think because there was no harm, there was no, like, he was such a good person Yeah, <laughs> that it yeah. was like, yeah, that he just, it meant so much. And I think that that's why uh, I've always, I'm, I'm a fan built person. I mean, if right. I didn't have, I started as an extra, if people weren't behind me the way they are, yeah. I wouldn't be here talking to you. So I was able to pull from both the good and, and I guess what society would consider the bad from my experiences. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, before we wrap up real quick, I had a lot of fans want me to ask this. I know you probably can't, you know, go, go too deep, deep into it, but is there a chance that shades might come back into the MCU? <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so there, you know, we were getting ready to do season three before, right. before everything went down. Yeah. I had read season three. Yeah. And Cheo and, and actually Charles who show ran true story and all that, all the people who were involved, the plan was always for shades to die at the end of season three. That was the plan. Okay. But, and something to do with his son and very, you know, in the canon of kind of the comics and all that, obviously that all goes out the window. Yeah. Um, now with the return of Charlie and daredevil with the return of Kingpin, right? Yeah. Right. I think that when you, if someone would have asked me three months ago, I would have said you're nuts because our shows are so different. Right. right. They're so violent. They're yeah. like the wire and the Sopranos compared to like, this is us. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is not, we're not even in the same world. Right. But now with Moon Knight, mm -hmm. now with really kind of the way things are starting to get with the TV, you know, with the, with the streaming stuff where it's getting more, maybe with DC, you know, is doing more of like where it's more street, which yeah. is what we were doing. Um, yeah, you know, uh, there's <laughs> always talk. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how we fit into this world because the sure. truth is, like John said, you know, with the Punisher, with Frank, I think that it, you can't change them. No, no, and I Cage hope he is a violent, violent character. He's, yeah. you know, manipulative. He's, you know, while he's still got morals and all that, he's also at the end of the day massacring people on a mass level at times. Right. So I think that unless you're going to keep that, I don't see how they work in gotcha. the, in the world, but we'll see. Everything's changing every day. <laughs> Fingers crossed, man. I know, I know yeah. you got to wrap up here. It's a press day for you. Theo, yeah. I really appreciate your time. Be sure to check out the movie escape the field coming out May 6th. I'll be sure to send your publicist some zero yeah. stuff. Thank you so much, man. This truly be is an kind. Honor. Rewind. Be kind. <laughs> rewind, everyone. Thank you, Peace, brother. brother. I appreciate one. you. Peace. You All right, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you so much for Theo Rossi for joining us today. Big, Big shout outs to our sponsors over at Zipster, responsible for our incredible looking website. Again, the website is www.popculturepodcast.com. Be sure to hit up Zipster for all your website and SEO needs. Their website is zipster.com, Z-I-B-S-T-E-R. As always, Red Cinemas, be on the lookout for movie premiere parties coming your way very soon for everybody here and around the Greensboro, North Carolina area. As always, the Believe Podcast Network and, of course, betonline.ag. Don't forget to check out our sports division. That is the water cooler, WC Sports Pod on social media. Check out the water cooler on all your podcasting formats. 
And of course, be sure to look out for more amazing episodes coming your way. We apologize for the delay. Had to take two weeks off because we're in the middle of a move. But it's season five, year four of Zero Dark Nerdy. And we want to thank all of our fans, family, friends here in the U.S. And of course, most importantly, all over the world. We could not be here and enjoy doing this as much as we do without each and every one of you involved. Thank you so much for all the love and support out there. And anger management? Fuck anger management. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.